When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? NHL Free Agency Madness is upon us. This is Catfish on Ice, episode 137, with your hosts, Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. I am sitting in an undisclosed location somewhere in Georgia, near the Florida Florida line, guys. I don't know. Georgia, Florida line. Florida, Georgia yeah. line. Wasn't that a country music? Wasn't that a country music band? Oh, don't even say it. Florida don't Georgia even. Line. Is that what they're called? Oh, yeah, something like that. They're awful. Yeah. Awful. So I got to well, tell you something. I, so Chad, Chad's okay. at a hotel. Chad's at a hotel. And when I first entered the stream before we started going live, all I saw was like an empty hotel room. And I was like, am I watching like some kind of snuff film or something? I don't know what's happening right now. It looked really weird and sketchy. But... I was glad to see you finally pop onto the screen because I was getting a little nervous. I'm here. Oh, good. I'm alive. I'm, a, were, I'm were very alive some, as well. Uh, what's in the box vibes? Yes, very much so. <laughs> what's in the box? Hey, Mike Mike Twitter's in here, boys. He says, yo, yo. What's, what's up, up, Mike? What's up, Mike? All right, guys. So I am right. actually in a town. I'm in a town called Valdosta, Georgia. I know nothing about it. If you're from there and you're listening right now, no ill will towards Valdosta, Georgia. I'm right off the interstate, but um, that's where I'm at right now. On my way to Tampa, Florida tomorrow, so my new home. Tampa. I'm hoping that um, a certain Andre Palat may no longer be playing for Tampa yeah. by tomorrow. We, we kind of know try. that's going to happen, but where does he end up? He's still on the market as we speak right now, guys. How is that possible? I didn't see that you, coming. You two, you two could like cross each other on the interstate tomorrow morning on his way to Nashville, right? Mm, nah. Probably not. Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably, probably, not. probably not. Probably not. All right. Yeah. Welcome in, everybody. We're happy to have you. NHL Free Agency Madness is what we're calling this episode, episode 137. Um, it's been a crazy day. Been pl- it hasn't disappointed on the NHL scale. There's been plenty of really great moves across the league, impactful moves that are going to really shape next season. There are some teams who made some power moves today. So mm-hmm. we're going to focus on that. But as it comes to we're gonna touch on those moves, but it, as it pertains to the Nashville Predators, they kind of sat on the sidelines today, guys. I don't know what you think about it, but they – they didn't really participate like we thought they were going to, which is okay. That's fine. They didn't have to necessarily, but I don't know. Let's go to Rich first, and then Rich will send it to Kyle. Your overall thoughts on what the Preds did or didn't do today at day one. Well, um, I think people have uh, the the goodwill that David Poyle built up by getting McDonough and then signing Forsberg. I think that left – 
that's gone. The the ill will has returned for David Poyle for not doing anything today. Um, those two moves make them better. Are they ready to compete for the Stanley Cup? Probably not. I wanted to. There was a couple of guys I would have loved to have seen them try to get. We don't know. They could have been trying to get them, and the guys just said no. It's up to you know. It's totally up to them. So um, we don't know what happened behind closed doors. But yep. I mean, I, I didn't expect them to do too much. Um, I think they said that there's gonna you know the the flat cap or only going up 1 million next year. They need to save some money to sign some guys next year too, or whatever, but I would like to see them go for some, a, a couple of guys that went today would have been nice to see, but other yeah. than that, not too bad. I think sometimes the biggest thing you can do is to not do anything. And I think Paul probably could have forced a, a signing through just to sign somebody. But other than maybe two of the guys that came off today, I don't think the rest of them are really fits mm. for what Nashville was needing. Uh, oh, there's centers. Like, I, I vocally said I love Andrew Kopp. I mm-hmm. really, really like that, him as a player. But he is primarily a center. He, he plays wing some, but he's primarily a center. Nashville doesn't need centers. They no. need wings. They need a scoring winger. So as much as I wanted cop because I like how he plays, I like his doggedness. They didn't force going after a player and overpay for a player that they didn't technically have to have. There's still good players out there to be had. Um, It's going to be a little more interesting as it goes. And I'm firmly on the train. I don't think we're signing a free agent. No, yeah, at all. It kind no, of feels too late at this point in the game. I don't think there's anybody out there at this point that checks the boxes of what Nashville needs as a free agent. I really don't think there was anybody that hit those boxes within our budget to begin with. Mm. So That's it's going to be interesting to see what gets done. Well, you bring up, you bring up the. You bring up the whole center thing real quick, Kyle, and, you know, that's kind of how I was about it, too. Like, there were some good centers out there, and it's it's hard oh, to – it's hard, it's hard to turn down a really good center, even if you don't need yeah. one, because centers are so hard to find. And really good centers have always eluded this franchise. They've always been snake-bitten when it comes to finding those centers. But I'm with you, Kyle. It didn't really make sense. I really liked Vincent Trocheck as a player. That's who oh, I was at yeah. first. At first, oh, I was yeah. beating the drum, and then I kind of I stood back a little bit and I thought about it, and I'm like, he doesn't really fit this team because you've got Mikael Granlund and Ryan Johansson also as your top six centers. So where the hell are you going to put another big free agent center on this team? You going to move Ryan Johansson to the bottom six? No, you're not going to do that. So it, it just didn't fit. But I did think they were going to go out and get themselves a, a winger. I know I know people weren't sold on this guy. There's two guys that people weren't sold on, but I kind of wanted to see him try to get possibly. The first one was Max Domi. You could have gotten him for mm-hmm. cheap. You could have gotten him for a relative 
very modest deal and, and taking a swing at it. And it's already been proven that that's what happened. Max Domi goes to Chicago yeah. one year for $3 million. I would have taken a flyer on that kind of deal if he ends up at the Predators. Now, I don't know what happened behind closed doors. So yeah. I don't know if he even wanted to come here possibly. But I'm just – my point is, hypothetically speaking, I would have been happy with him, take a flyer on him. And then um, uh, Dominique Kubelik from the Chicago Blackhawks – who scored 30 goals as a rookie, and then his production dipped really bad on a really mm-hmm. terrible Blackhawks team, I think he's got a high ceiling and a, and a high potential to return to being a really good goal scorer. He could have been also obtained for very cheap. Those are the two that were I was looking at early in the day that I was hoping for that just didn't work out. But um, now we're looking at the trade market, right? That's where we're at with mm-hmm. it now. So, yeah. Patrick Line has emerged, guys. <laughs> that's the that's the new uh, the new uh, person that everybody's talking about right now. Yep. Okay. Hey, sure. I mean, all right. I've said multiple times that I would not trade Ellie Tolvanen for anybody or anything. I would trade Ellie Tolvanen, Dante Fabro, and multiple picks to get Patrick Line. Oh, Ooh, yeah. because. Patrick Laine already is everything that Ellie Tolvanen could be. Mm. I yeah. mean, that's a trade could, package right there, guys. Kyle Kyle Perkins just put it on the table for everybody. That I is mean, a trade package. If you're gonna go for it, go for it. In, yeah. in the words of Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation, <laughs> never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. I go. would go all in on get, getting a guy that's. You set him up with a good centerman, he's getting 40. It's just a foregone yep. conclusion. He's getting 40, if not 50. Dude is just elite-level shy. And if you want to go for it, go for it. Well, I'm just yeah. – uh, kind of to speak to that, and then we'll go to Rich, I'm, I'm just really tired of David Poyle straddling the fence on what he wants to do. Like, one second he wants to – you know, go all in on being this young team that rebuilds. Then the next second, no, you know what? I want to go out and sign Ryan McDonough, who I know I like, I like the move. I've already said I do, but he's an aiding defenseman. Yeah. So it's it's like, what do you want to do right now? Yeah. I think he just kind of uh, rolls with the punches and takes what comes his way. Cause that, I think that was, that's actually a good move on his part to get him. Um, and then obviously the Forsberg thing or whatever, but you know, some of these guys, you know, they, they might've swung for them and just, they just didn't want to come here. I mean, that, that's a possibility as well. Like that's very much I, was a possibility. At, I was looking at as much, I can't even believe I'm going to say this right now, but David Perron, I think he would fit in well in Nashville, the, the style of play, he, yeah. you know, the game he plays, um, you know, uh, you know, Write it down because you know you're not going to hear me say anything like that ever again, probably. But <laughs> he went to Detroit. Um, I think he would have fit in pretty good. There's some other guys around, but um, now, now, like you said, Patrick Laine is the the uh, player du jour. So there, and yeah, he, you also still have Phil Kessel hanging around out there. Yep, who, yep. I mean, on the uh, on Sunday's Thirty Two Thoughts podcast with Elliot Friedman, I was uh, listening to it on my. Uh, road trip today. First of all, let me say this. 
So I'm, I, I was totally in the dark when free agency opened up today. I, I didn't know what was going on. You know, I am all about hands free. I was not, they already say texting and driving is very unsafe. Well, I definitely wasn't going to tweet and drive because that's also no. not very safe. So no tweeting and driving for me today. I was totally focused on the road driving. But the whole time when free agency opens up, I'm thinking the Preds probably just signed a huge big-time player right now, and I'm one of the only people that doesn't know about it right now. So I get to the first, I get to one of my first rest stops. You know, I've got my dog in the uh, passenger seat. He's never gone on a lo- long road trip before, so he's, like, totally confused. We get out and we get out into the uh, into the rest area. I'm walking him, and I pull out my phone. I'm like, "All right, a couple hours into free agency, I'm sure something big has happened by now." I pull up my phone. No disrespect to Devin Cooley and Jimmy Huntington, but that's mm. the first thing that pops up in my timeline, and I see nothing else. So, a little underwhelmed when I first checked my phone and thought I had missed something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't much going on, that's for sure. Lots of other, lots of other big, big moves and announcements, but nothing, nothing for Nashville, that's for sure. So to, today was like a whole lot of watching all these other teams being a segment on Jerry Springer <laughs> and just sitting back and hoping your team doesn't end up there next. Um, yeah, yeah. Lots of- there was some head scratchers today, boys. Yes, there were. You're right. Absolutely. Get caught up, caught up on some uh, some messages we have here from some folks. Max Greenberg, we were talking about line A. He says, you'll never have to give up that much for line A, but generally I don't disagree. Yeah, that would be awesome uh, to get him. Um, Max also said, I agree Perron's a great fit, but after his dirty play in the playoffs, no thanks. That is true. true. But, those, but those guys have short memories, so – they they'd probably forgive that. So and then here here's here's the 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 big one right here. Um, Lindsay, poor Lindsay. Just want to say hello uh, and let you know that I'm not okay. We feel so bad for Lindsay for the. I feel the weird I feel bad for all. I feel bad for all Calgary Flames fans right now. They have had a a rough go of it lately. I mean, yeah, you're talking about the Calgary Flame. You're talking about the Calgary Flames, a team that was a dark horse candidate to maybe win a Stanley Cup, to bring a yeah. Stanley Cup back to Canada. And now all of a sudden, I'm even seeing fears that they might have to rip it all down. Like, I don't know if it's that bad, but I don't know. Oh my gosh, guys. Johnny, Rich, I'm going to need you to hold your ears for a second. I really hope they trade us Chucky if we can't get Lonnie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, 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 I kid around about that, but I mean, he's obviously a talented player and I'd, I'd eventually be all right with it, but <clears throat> for sure. But yeah, we're going we're, we're to go, go rapid fire later in this episode about the biggest agency moves. Obviously, we're going we're gonna to start that off with Johnny Gaudreau and that just insanely wild story that's come out. I mean... I don't even know where to begin, honestly, on that. But um, we're going to hit rapid fire some of the biggest free agency moves. Also, didn't mention this at the beginning of the episode. We got a really fun topic to close out like we always try to do on this podcast. Preds players as superheroes. And I know plenty of 
comic book fans that listen to the podcast, plenty of superhero people. Uh, we did a brainstorm session to prepare for this segment. Kyle had a lot of really good choices that yeah, we're going to reveal to you later in this episode. Yes, he did. Preds players as superheroes. It's going to be good. You need to stay tuned for that. All right. For sure. We are presented by DraftKings, everybody. Promo code THPN. Of course, plenty of good deals. We'll tell you more about DraftKings later in this episode, so stay tuned for that as well. All right. Um, we're going to go to Kyle first. Also, Kyle's smirking. I don't know why, so I want to know what Because I, I, need to, I need to share my screen, um, my other screen, because House Cats just shared a photo of our future goaltender. Oh, no. House Cats always puts out good stuff, so this has to be another good one. You might have to bring it up. Rich, I got it. Bring it it up for the viewing audience. Got you. There's the, there, let's see if I can make it. No. (laughs) There is our, is it full screen? No, I won't do full screen, but we can still see it. You can see it. This Um, is at the National SC game where all the prospects are. He's got his shirt off, boys. Nice. Awesome. They're they're having a Love grand it. old time. I'm sorry, I got distracted. With that's awesome. No, no, that's awesome. No, that's yeah, awesome. I did see um, them at the Nashville SC game. All the prospects. That's really cool to see. Zach, what was it? Zachary Larue was there. Um, yeah, right. I think and I saw Zachary Larue. I think they were all there. <laughs> Larue like, yeah. seems to be the prospect that has taken over the I'm gonna talk at everything. Good guy, I, and I love it because he's always just out in front, like, "Hey, well, this is what we're doing right now," da, 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 and he's all bubbly yeah. and everything, and he's got the super mullet. Mm-hmm. But Luke Evangelista has got the flow going. No, oh, I saw he's, he's got like yes. the lion's mane anime mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that the other day. That all was right, crazy. crazy guys. I got a, I got a really I got a really straightforward question for both of you guys. Uh-oh. Um, Kyle, you can answer it first. Okay. We're not just counting day one of free agency. We're counting everything that's happened since the sweep, all the moves that the Predators have made. And it's a very simple question. Have the Predators gotten better than what they were after they got set by the Colorado Avalanche just a couple months ago? And when I mean better, I mean – do they have a better chance of actually winning for a change in the postseason where we sit right now based on where they were two months ago after all the moves they've made with Ryan McDonough re-signing Philip Forsberg? You know, where are we at with it? Kyle? Um, What do you think? Yeah, just a wee bit. Um, we never have to wee see bit. Ben Harper again. <laughs> um, oh, did you not hear – they just they just announced that they signed him back for four years. So stop. You stop. <laughs> I wanted that to see Kyle's face. That is dirty. You are a liar. Do you, do you, do you really <laughs> do you really want Kyle to just sign off for the rest of the episode? Because he might have to if that actually He's happens. like see ya. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway. Um Simon Ryan McDonough. McDonough is a leader. He is he's been a captain. He's won two cups in a row with Tampa. I mean, dude's pretty well versed. He's gonna come in and be that 
He, yeah, he's older, but he's going to be the elder statesman on the team, and he's still a dang good defenseman. Um, if he can play offhand and play with Yossi, oh my God, what a top pair! Yeah, um, I think he could. I think that's a possibility. I'm fine I don't think if they, they would have. I don't think they. I don't think they would have went out and gotten him if they didn't have confidence in being able to play on the other side. You know, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Because Ekholm is the same handed as uh, Yossi is. Um, now, the question we were talking about on Twitter earlier about the top six. This this goes into that. They've pretty much said that there's an individual on the team that deserves those minutes. He's young, real young. That's Philip Tomasino. Mm-hmm. I think you give him the chance and the minutes, that kid could do something big. No, I totally agree. I've always I've always wanted Tomasino to play with Johansson, but who is on the other wing then? Because you, you that's the you problem. Still, that's the problem. Like you've got five of your top six forwards, mm-hmm. seemingly from what we see now. You would that's that was the whole conundrum with adding another player in free agency or maybe through a trade. But, um, I mean, there are options, possibly, if you don't make another addition. And that's kind of what I was floating around. Um, do you give Tanner Janot a promotion? Do you move him up? Do you uh, give Ellie Tolvanen another chance, maybe? I, I'm, I love Ellie Tolvanen, but I'm not totally confident in that. Um, if he comes in know. and has a monster camp, that's, <laughs> that's what it would take for me to give him that. That shot back. Because you can't. Point. I know we love the um, herd line so much. But you can't keep them together forever. You can't hold back a Tanner Janot if you think he is ready for a top six role. That's not fair to him. So, as much as we love the herd line, you know, if if they can't make another impactful move for a top six player, if that ends up happening. I'm kind of on board with giving Tanner Janot promotion and seeing how he does up there. That's where I'm at with it. It's not going to hurt. Yeah, I think that's a that would be a good a good idea. I mean, he played well. That's all, the majority that's of the only season. and that's only if they don't make another move, which I think they are. But I'm just yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. They still have in-house options as far as if for some reason they don't add somebody for the top six. And then yeah. – but then that still leaves you the problem of having to find someone else to move up into your uh, bottom six uh, because Matt Love's gone. He was a rotational player. Uh, Nick Cousins was firmly in the bottom six. He's gone. He, uh, Nick Cousins goes to the Florida Panthers. Um, got a very cheap deal, but we knew he would land somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Igor Afanasiev, if he has a strong camp. I thought about I don't him. know. I, he could maybe slot into Tanner's spot to let him move up. That's what uh, I thought about, but he's got but he's gotta have a really good camp. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's that's gonna be the one of the biggest deals about it. He's he needs to be able to uh to hold his own. Um another that would maybe be there would be Parsonen. Uh, that he's he's a whole lot more of a long shot. I still think I'm he still, needs hey NHL guys, time. Um, 
Guys, I'm still kind of in the dark, and I'm still getting caught up literally on everything that happened. What's going on with Tommy Novak? Do you guys know? Because I re- honestly, I haven't got caught up. Is he re-signed with the Predators? Is he totally I coming think he back? Got I know he was an RFA. Okay. I don't remember seeing one way or the other, so I didn't want to speak on it unless I knew for sure. But, um, I mean, obviously Tommy Novak is a top candidate to get back into the starting lineup if he's still around next year. I just don't remember seeing any news on it. Maybe one of our listeners can help us out, too, with that if you yeah. can't find it. I just don't remember seeing anything on it. Max, Tommy Novak got offered his uh, – um, Max said put in McCarran until the young guys are ready. Okay. I mean, that's – I don't think he's being sarcastic there. I'm not against it. McCarran no. – McCarran's a rotational guy. He's totally – if you have to use – uh, Michael McCarron, I'm not totally against it. Yep, for sure. The only thing is, why do we need to have that big, heavy, slow line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's more why, of a why, the, guy. why do you need that fourth line to be some big, heavy, lumbering line? Our third line can outcheck 90% of lines in the NHL right now. They will right. beat you up worse than most fourth lines in the NHL are capable of right now. Roll That's four true. lines. Give me a – just call – because it doesn't matter what you call a line. It's how you use them. If you roll four lines, make Cody Glass your third line center and give him two decently fast wingers, uh, why Why is this a problem? I don't yeah. see where you're, this is a net negative – because your fourth line, fourth line with Sissons, Janot, and Trennan is are excellent penalty killers. So I don't see what the large issue is there. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't. I don't know. I that's just the way I see it. I our third line is a better heavy line than most heavy lines. So I don't see the point in needing to have guys like McCarran and guys like that. Uh, nothing against yeah. them. It's just I think they would be better served with a more skilled lineup. I got gotcha. you. I do. I do want to kind of mention. I don't want to gloss over one move that kind of got overlooked a little bit. But the Preds did add themselves a defenseman who has bounced between the age and age. NHL, um, and he's got over 100 games of NH experience, and that's uh, – what's his name here? I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Grado, anything about him up until today. But he comes out of the Calgary Flames system, over 100 games of NHL experience. Mm-hmm. He is a prototypical penalty killer. So – Maybe he fills in as a rotational defenseman when you need him. He's scared he'd get off to a rocky start. Oh, oh, oh there it is. I'll see myself. I mean, I might, I might be. I'm, I mean, I might be mispronouncing his name. Maybe it's Gravel. I don't know. Oh, we're I, French. I'll, I'll be honest. David He's not Perron. French, I don't think. No, I'm Gravel. <laughs> I don't know. You hey, it like I'll be totally honest. We are notorious for botching names on this oh, podcast. Amen. We're not going to even. We're not going to even run from it. We called Luke Cunning, Luke Coonan for like, yeah, for like two months, and then the whole. Oh, no, he's he's from he's from the United States. He's from Michigan. 
Yeah. So I don't. Hey, guys. I by the way, I don't feel bad about calling Luke Cunning Luke Coonan because if you play, I want to say it's NHL 2019 on Xbox. It's one of those recent years. They the announcers on that video game yeah. call him Luke Coonan. They do. I've so heard I don't that feel before. That anymore. Yeah. And we won't even talk about. All right. Igor Shosturkin. That, that was a that. bad one for me. That was before he started start. taking the NHL by storm. That's right. Igor Shosturkin. <laughs> I, I, learned, I learned that guy's name very quick when I saw that he was quickly becoming one of the best goaltenders in the league. So, <laughs> Heck yeah. Don't make for me sure. sound bad, Rich. I'm not. I said I was the main person who kept saying Luke. Yeah, yeah, the swear jar. We were even talking about that. It was bad. Mm. We were both bad about it. It's all mm-hmm. good, though. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Nope. <laughs> okay. Oh. David, David Poyle, the man got a pick and a prospect back for Luke Cunning. It was yeah. great. And it's a prospect that has some upside. <laughs> we should build a statue on that alone. I, I don't know how there was any return after the season he had last year. The fact that there was any return at all is just you fleeced San Jose so bad. Yeah. Well, one name I do know how to pronounce is the prospect we got in return, John Leonard. He's got yep. some upside. Mm-hmm. He does. I'm not saying he's going to be a game changer for the Preds necessarily, but. He's got some offensive skill set to him. He'll be good for Milwaukee on the onset, and we'll see what happens. Like Kyle said, it, we got something out of him, and that's great. And we no. just shaved off 99 penalty minutes off this team on a team that desperately needed to shave penalty minutes off of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a difference between taking penalties when you have to take them because you play a certain way and you're beneficial to the team and you – but there were just too many instances where Luke Cunning just took really bad penalties at bad moments that just – it either screwed up the momentum of the game or mm-hmm. maybe the Predators were hanging around in a game that they that – like maybe the score was tied or what, what, what have you. And then there you have Luke Cunning just – for some reason he decides he's going to take a stupid penalty. So you've got that part off of, off of the team. Um, I wish all the best, Luke Cunning. I, I love his tenacity. I love his aggression. Yep. Um, but he's got to figure out a way to channel that in his next NHL stop, which is San Jose. But, um, yeah, I, I, I view that as a very positive offseason move for the Predators. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird pickup to begin with when they, when they got him, and it – Worked out for a little bit, but then just last season was just not a good year for him at all. So, wish him well, but um, all right. we don't have to go home. We are about – all right. We are continuing through our 2022 NHL Free Agency Madness episode, Catfish on Ice episode 137 with Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins, your host tonight. Presented by DraftKings. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. Even though it's the end of the NHL season, there are other sports right now that you can get in on. Baseball, 
MMA. You've got uh, all these good sports, PGA golf. There's so many things you can be getting into. Nashville SC soccer. So many sports. It's all on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see our show notes if you have a gambling problem and you're seeking help. You can throw down on all the major action from baseball, golf, and more. Plus, you've got same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props. It's all at the DraftKings Sportsbook, and it's safe, secure, and viable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Promo code THPN DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's do some winners and losers today mm. of NHL free agency. I Let's think we're all going to agree on one. I'm going to throw out a team right now at you, and we're going to talk about why we think this team's a winner. I'll be surprised if you guys disagree with me on this one. Let's go ahead and open it up right now with the Ottawa Senators. Kyle brought this team up earlier. Um, the Ottawa Senators, they're, they're, they're starting to get on the other end of their rebuild, and they did that today by – they've already traded for Alex Dabrinkit. And then they get Claude Giroux today. Yeah, that <clears throat> they instantly um, became better, <laughs> no doubt. Um, Claude Giroux, as everybody knows, played for Florida. Was trying to win that cup, didn't pan out at all. Ran into the uh, little problem uh, getting past the first round. Or did they make it past the first round? They didn't, did they? No, they did. Are we talking about? Are we talking about Florida? Florida? Yeah. Where'd they make it? Anyway, Florida got whatever. swept. Florida got swept by Tampa. That's right. That's right. I can't even remember. Um, yeah, but man, moving him up there and then getting Alex Debrinkit, that's huge. Huge, huge gets for them for sure. Didn't so they're, they get they're winners. Else too? Ottawa? Seems mm-hmm. like they're, yeah. No, they Seems did. Seems like they got somebody else as well in a trade or something. Did. Yeah, there's. There's been so many moves today. I know they got Alex Dabrinkit and they got Claude Giroux. Those are their two biggest moves. Those but, are the um, big moves. I mean, they've got a they've got a really good team shaping up for next season. So uh, they definitely are winners today. Uh, Kyle, do you have another winner for free agency today besides Ottawa? The Detroit Red Wings. Absolutely. I was gonna say. I was gonna. Yeah, that was what I was gonna say. Good pick. Detroit is cleaning up, really, when you look at it. They're, they're throwing Stevie Steve Eiserman, man. Throwing it. Steve Eiserman yeah. has been such a good GM for them, man. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, he is the prodigal son of that franchise. I mean, and now he's all, he now he's working magic as the general manager. I mean, that team is, they showed some promise last season. They weren't a scrum last season, they, they're making progress. And now they followed that up with a really good offseason in free agency. Uh, yeah. They got they got Dominique Kubelik, which was a player that I um, really wanted for the press. David Perron, uh, Andrew Kopp. I really love Andrew Kopp. Uh, ben Sherratt, uh, he's all right. Yeah, uh, Not great, but still. They've uh, had a really good free agency. And Matt Luff, they signed Matt, Matt Luff. Luff. Yeah. Um, 
but he'll yep. he'll fit into their depth. He'll fit into their depth. He'll get some fourth so. line minutes, I'm sure. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, they're definitely they they definitely got better as well. I'm going to throw Which another is. team out there just because they answered really their biggest problem, and that is uh, it's not because I like this team. Don't get me twisted. <laughs> The Edmonton Oilers went out and got themselves a goaltender. Were we not already talking about that? Like Boy, did for the they. longest time, they went and yep. got Jack Campbell. They did. Apparently, that, Toronto that, didn't even they, showed no interest in wanting to keep him. So Edmonton solved their biggest problem, and sometimes it's the hardest problem for teams to figure out, and that's getting a goaltender. And I have one. It's upgrade from uh, what they had. So mm-hmm. I mean. You got to call them a winner. They're not as big of a winner as Ottawa, maybe or Detroit, but they're they've definitely gotten better today. Yep. For What's sure. even funnier is Campbell and uh, Mike Smith have the same agent. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, oh, okay then. Uh, in Toronto, basically, they just have to be able to pay their big three. Because Matthews doesn't have that long before his contract's up. So, we've got a year or two left. So, you couldn't really Mm -hmm. sign Campbell to anything substantial like what he's going to want and be able to pay Matthews what he's going to want. So, for sure. Because you know he's going to want that David money. I've got one more team that I've got on my winner's list today. And I gotta throw the Seattle Kraken in there today as a mm. as a winner on free agency. I think they've had a very productive day. Uh, they got Barkovsky, um, mm-hmm. which was another player that I kind of had circled as maybe the Predators could figure out a way to sign him. But um, a good day for the Seattle Kraken. Um, although yeah. they did make kind of a weird signing, they got went out and got Martin Jones. So now they have three goaltenders. And you got to figure out mm. if they're trying to make some trade capital out of Martin Jones because they've still got Dreger and they've still got um, who's that other goaltender they have? Who am I leaving out? Uh, 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 freaking Grubauer, Philip Grubauer. Grubauer. Yep. So, so they've got three goal. They've got three possible starting goaltenders. Obviously, they're not going to keep all three. So it's kind of an odd move they went out and got Martin Jones, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah. I still think Seattle had a pretty good day. They also got their yep. draft pick, Shane Wright signed, yep. uh, who somehow fell to them at number four when he everyone almost pretty much everyone on this planet thought Shane Wright was gonna be number one. Sure. So um yeah. Seattle it's, it's been a good it's been a good couple of weeks for Seattle. Seattle got Jagger Fergus too. That's the dude I wanted just for the name. Oh, what a name. What a name. All right. Um, another winner people would consider would be Carolina Hurricanes. I think they got for sure Max Max Pacioretty for basically nothing. Um, future considerations, and then they also got um, Brent Burns. You know, aging, but I'm not sold um, on that. I'm not sold on Brent Burns. Viable. I, they must. He's viable. I'm not. I just. Her, I, I, yeah, don't I don't know. know. They they must have seen something that they liked. Because you know, yeah, Carolina, I mean, he's, he, he, he's a good addition. I, I mean, obviously, getting Max Pacioretty is a game changer for them. Oh, that's They're already huge. loaded. Yeah. But they've also, I mean, they lost Trocheck. 
too. So they you did. know, we got you yeah. got to keep that in mind. They lost That's they true. lost some players too today. So they you know, did. you got to see if you got to see where they come out on the losses and the gains. Yeah. But obviously, getting Max Pacioretty is a pretty big development. Yeah, and then we'll have to wait and see how the future considerations plays for the Vegas Golden Knights next year. We we all know about future considerations, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, we don't know how that's going to work out, but <laughs> Carolina yeah. got um, Andre Kasha too from he yeah. was a Boston guy who moved to he might have been he moved to Toronto and then was a free agent or whatever. So he, he actually wasn't too bad, but they, they, they had a pretty good day. The, yeah. yeah they, the Canes definitely had a good expect- day and they were already, they were already a really good team anyway. So entering yeah. the day. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, getting you guys Pedro think I'm crazy because I have them at, as my number two team, but you know, yeah. All right. Yeah. Losers. Let's go. Sad part <laughs> of, of the ledger, the sad part of the ledger. I think um, we know who the, most sad <laughs> is well. I'm going to start with the team that I really enjoy bringing up here, and it's not yeah, really okay. because they kind of did it on purpose. Like, so mm-hmm. I don't know what you could really call it. They they kind of self destructed, but I'm totally cool with it. And that's the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, come on now, they're they're uh, they literally decided to pull everything out of their house and put it on the front lawn and say, "You can take whatever you want. You can take the refrigerator. Yeah. You can take the kitchen table. You can take the recliner." Yeah. You can yep. take the couch. You can take it all. That's pretty yep. much what the Chicago Blackhawks did today. Yeah. We'd even listen to – Not really to just today. Not even just today. Pretty much this entire offseason they've done that. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was weird. Weird seeing all the moves they made on all the people that they gave up. But Strom, Kubelik, they traded to Brinkett. It. Yeah, they did. Uh, Patrick uh, Kane. Patrick Kane is on the trade market right now. Um, yeah, he, I'm just, sure he's, yeah, he's probably not very excited for everything going on. You uh, know they what? did sign. I, uh, I, they did sign Colin Blackwell. Ahead. They got Colin Blackwell. Yeah, I hate he, that he, for Blackwell. He, I hate that he has to go Chicago. play there. Yeah, you know what? I actually think I actually think that the Blackhawks might challenge the Coyotes for last place in the division next season. They could very well. That's that's true. But I think they're okay with that. I think they're all right with that. Oh, they're totally point. tanking. They're totally tanking. It's obvious. Sure. Yep. But yeah, um, that was crazy. Give us another loser, Rich. Who's another loser? I think we know I who think, it's gonna be. Are we gonna talk about the, the biggest loser of all, of them all? <laughs> uh the good old Calgary. <laughs> uh Man, I hate it for him. Yeah, it's Johnny Goudreau is like Johnny Goudreau is literally the worst breakup story I've ever seen. Like, I mean, it's like you're dating a 10 and you're only a five, but you dated that 10 for like a long time. Mm -hmm. And then that 10 just dumps you out of nowhere and sends you back down to reality. Yeah, that that 10 goes to another five or maybe a four <laughs> yeah yeah that, no they went to like a two that doesn't have teeth i was probably done meth a time or two i, I was being generous but yeah uh yeah johnny johnny Gaudreau obviously d- didn't care I about see. the money 
So guys, did you guys, did you guys yeah. see this? Did you guys see this? I saw, let me see if I can find the tweet. I think I saved it. Apparently, yeah, here it is. This is from Frank Saravelli. It looks like Johnny Goudreau left somewhere between 15 to $17.5 million on the table to not go to Calgary and cho- choosing yeah. Columbus instead. Yeah, not even New Jersey. Like they, I think they were offering him a boatload of money too. And what is going on behind closed doors in Calgary? That's just like a red flag. Like, I mean, maybe it's nothing Calgary did wrong. I'm not trying to start rumors. All I'm saying is that is a massive red, red flag to see a player bolt a team like that. Yeah, for I mean, sure. And for Columbus, I mean, what is so appealing about Columbus for him to take less money? It wouldn't have be. Have you ever that been su- to Columbus, Ohio? I've I have actually. I have. It's it's the most boring place I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> There's not much going on there. It's just I got a cannon. Just random- they've, they've got a cannon. It's just. <laughs> I remember really wandering. I remember I went up there and I went to the Arnold Expo because I was power I was powerlifting at the time, and me and my buddy are wandering around downtown Columbus and it's like everything looks the same. We're like lost as all get out, can't find where we're going, and it's like God, this place it sucks. Eerie, <laughs> yeah. It's all just concrete. There's nothing cool. It's a- it's a very basic Midwestern town. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I will say that Nationwide Arena is a nice arena. Yeah. I've, I've been to Nationwide is. Arena where the Columbus Blue Jackets play, and they is a very, very nice arena. So yep. I'll give them that. Yeah, I think- yeah I, it's just – it wouldn't be that surprising if it was the other way around. If – let's say that Calgary offered less – and mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Goudreau was going to Columbus for more money, and then he was just going for the money. Well, that would make sense because then he would say, oh, well, he he just wanted more money. He wanted to get paid. Yep. But for him to take less money, mm-hmm. that's what throws me off. And then you brought up New Jersey. Well, New Jersey's kind of the losers in this too because yeah. all the writing on the wall seemed to suggest that he was going to New Jersey. For sure. And they were offering quite a bit of money as well. Um, maybe he so, just likes a challenge. I don't know. Cause that's good definitely for him. I mean, yeah. good for him. I mean, Hey, I, I respect him for making the, de- making the decision and I'll, yeah. it'll be a very interesting storyline to see how that pans out uh, next yeah. season with him there. And he'll and definitely make thing, it better. Yeah. Another thing that you, you look at it, the dude's a millionaire already. He's going to make a lot of money. Good, good for him. He he realized, like people are saying, oh, you, you turned down all this money, but he might have a better reason for turning down the money. You never know. He, or maybe he yeah. doesn't need that no, much money. No, I respect money. it. Maybe he's satisfied. Yeah. You know, just, it's I not, totally respect it, that. It can't always be about the money. but Yeah, of yeah. course. And then I'm, and, go ahead, Kyle. And then I got one more loser, but go ahead, Kyle, and then I'll throw out my other so, loser. I have to put Columbus in a loser as well because <laughs> they're paying Eric – Good Branson, four million a year for the next four years to play defense with their team. Remember, yeah, whenever a... he came to the Preds, 
and what is he Swedish or I can't remember exactly where he's from, but all the people on Twitter from that country were like, Oh my God, he's so bad. And, <laughs> he's a statue. He's just yeah. a statue. And yeah. the, he came from Ottawa. I remember he got traded uh, from Ottawa. I'm pretty sure. And he played for Calgary, didn't he? He, yeah. Cause yeah, he went yeah. there. Oh, after you mean the from, oh, okay. yeah, whenever when, he when came to Nashville, from, yes, he either came right. from Anaheim or Ottawa. I can't remember. It's one I don't of the two. remember either. I got you. Um, I was confused. It was cause it was either Holzer or him that came from either or. That uh, that was during that was during that string yeah. of predators just shuffling bad defensemen after bad defensemen yes. yeah. on the third. Holder came I mean, from it was a, was there, okay. Then it he was came a really from bad run. Yeah, and that's when Ottawa was peak bad, mm-hmm. and even the Ottawa fans are like, "We're terrible," and he's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> well, he didn't hang around very be long. Be- you would be better off putting a traffic cone out there to play. Third pairing defenseman. Yeah, that's just me. Welcome but, to Columbus. Hey, he got paid. Good. <laughs> hey, he got paid. Good for him. He got paid. Good for him. Um, yep, for sure. Here's my last loser, and it's got to be the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, what are they doing? I mean, they just. I mean, this. I don't know. Seems a mess. They are a mess. Um, yeah, I don't know. They've um, got one of their goalies in. Russian Siberian military jail and everything else. It's man, that's that a, mess right a scary story. And that's a messed up story, man. That oh, just... I don't know. oh, have you seen the video of when they snatch him from not... the rink? No, oh, I have not wow. seen that video. No, I haven't, but it's it's wild. Yeah, well, there was another tweet somebody put out that uh Askarov was, was actually training. At the same rank. Yeah, at the same rank. But then someone, I guess, did some investigative reporting and found out that Askarov had already uh, done his military uh, service for Russia. So mm-hmm. he's good to freely move about, I guess. So um, crazy. But yeah, yeah, Philly, Philly's a head scratcher. And then uh, here's, a, here's another loser that uh, we – Found out about um, Mike Twitter says Nashville losing Minton hurts oh. too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike Twitter. Twitter. I don't know yeah. if everybody would agree with you on that, but <laughs> I it still makes me feel really good. I thank you so much, Mike Twitter. That's really nice yeah. of you. Um, yeah, yeah I think the Preds will be okay though. Yeah, I think yeah. they'll be okay. Yeah. All right, so um, let's. So those are our winners and losers. NHL free agency madness, catfish on ice, madness. episode one thirty seven, madness. Everyone was throwing the word out frenzy, and I'm like, frenzy. we're not going to use frenzy tonight. We're going to use madness. All right, let's get into some former Preds and what happened with them today. Uh, Nick Cousins, as we mentioned, goes to the Florida Panthers, two years, one point one million. So he gets a pretty cheap deal. But he gets to prolong his NHL career, and he gets to play for a cup contender. So good for him. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he's pleased with that landing spot. Yep. I never had a problem with him. David, David. Just knew no, it was going to be, just, you know, just yeah. We knew it was the end. Yeah. So David Riddick, um, we knew oh, yeah. we knew he was gone as well. He, he went to, goes uh, to the Winnipeg Jets. 
Winnipeg Jets. Yep. One year, 900,000, I believe, is what he got. Something like that. Yeah. So, I remember saying that. Yeah. Something like that. And then here's kind of the unfortunate thing for David Riddick. He's going to have to back up another workhorse goaltender. So now he's backing up Connor Hellebuck, who also, mm-hmm. much like Soros, plays a very large load of games. Yep. <laughs> yep. And at least he can say, David Ritter can say, you know, at first people are like, oh, look what look what the Avalanche did to him. But then he can just say, hey, look what the Avalanche did to everybody. So you can't hold that against me. <laughs> Don't hold that For against sure. me. Jeremy Davies goes to the Buffalo Sabres for one year, 750000 Uh Davies was thought of as possibly definitely going into last season. Everyone thought Jeremy Davies would uh, eventually make the third pairing for the Preds. So uh, he ends up going to the Sabres. Matt King is going to San Jose. So he's going to go out there and join uh, Luke Cunning. Four year deal. That surprised yeah. me. That's a long deal for Matt Benning to, to rope in. Good for him. Good so, for him. Really yeah. like that. I never had a problem with him either. I really liked him. So, yeah, that's cool. We, we we all kind of saw that he was probably the odd man out, especially with when we found out that the Preds were very much invested in Jeremy Lazan. And then, mm-hmm. of course, when Ryan McDonough gets thrown in there, it was pretty obvious that Matt Benning was not going to return. So For sure. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Matt Luff is the other one. He goes to the Detroit Red Wings. One year, $750,000. So, a pretty basic minimum deal. Probably a prove-it deal for Matt Luff. So, we'll pull yeah. for him, and hopefully he can find some quality minutes for the Detroit Red Wings. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much covers it there for former Preds. And then somebody who didn't go anywhere, Philip Forsberg. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's go ahead and touch on that. We haven't done an episode since then, guys. So oh, we, we have not. We kind of need to talk about it. It's kind of a big deal, guys. Uh, I'll go ahead and, and just tell you which I, what I think. About. I mean, obviously, I'm elated that it got done. You know, I yep. was starting to think more and more that there's just no way that they're not going to get this done. Like, they yeah, have to. Sure. Like, there's no way that David Poyle is going to screw this up this badly. And I think we kind of talked about it. Uh, mm-hmm. The last time we really got into it on the podcast, we kind of started leaning towards, yes, he's got to get this done. He's going to get mm-hmm. it done. The best part about this is that, is that it's a deal that when you look at it, it really appears that it works for both sides and it's fair mm-hmm. for both sides. Uh, do you guys tend to agree with that? Do you like the contract? Um, I think it's a really fair deal for both sides. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very fair. Eight and a half million. That's kind of what everybody was saying from the get go. What would be a fair contract? Um, he got I mean, his, it. He got his no move and his no trade. Yep. Which, you know, for someone like Forsberg, you you know, Paul's got a cave a little bit on that. You know, to to get yeah. the deal done. And I, I was like you, Chad. I was kind of getting to where I was like, I think. They're definitely going to get it taken care of because they were so close. You just kept hearing how close mm-hmm. they were, or whatever. And um, if he hadn't assigned, if Phyllis Forsberg would have walked, Poyle would have. He, he would. His job would have been definitely in jeopardy. I think so. Um, 
Well, I, I kind of threw it out there uh, this morning before free agency opened, and I just remember, I just basically said, can you imagine how much more stressful this day would be if Forsberg was hitting the open market? Like, it really hit me when I woke up this morning thinking yeah. about if he was available today, how stressful today would have been. So it took longer than we wanted it to take, but eventually they got it done. And I'm totally, I'm totally on board with giving David Poyle credit where it's due. He eventually Mm -hmm. got it done. It's a really good deal for both sides. And now you've got a chance to build around that. You've, and that's a great thing. I mean, if you mm-hmm. lose Forsberg, it would have been a really tough proposition to make up for him this offseason and, and find holes and plug holes. It would have been really difficult. So yeah. now the Predators have a chance to build on that next season, and who knows, maybe they can make even more progress than they did last season, go further in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. But yeah, you absolutely had to get the deal done. So uh, I'm glad yeah. that that nightmare is finally over with. Oh, no, it's been going for forever. It was I mean, a New Year's you had resolution. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was. I mean, that's how long. This goes back seven months, guys. It was a New Year's resolution and the worst one I've ever made in my life. So, um, And we'd already been talking good. about it for like three months before then. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, 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 became impo- it, it became so impossible to not, not to talk about it. I mean, you had to cover it every time you brought up the Predators. You had to. You just couldn't gloss yeah. over it. It was – it was just a nagging thing that you had to talk about. So now we don't have to talk about it anymore. So it's great. Now all we had yeah. to focus on is Phil Forberg setting more records and extending his franchise goal record. That's all we need to worry about. Yeah. And let's get in that Stanley Cup because Phil Forsberg deserves it. For sure. Mike Twitter said him sticking around and being in Nashville for that music festival and then George Kittle's tight end camp made me confident he was coming back. So, yeah, I mean, he obviously likes Nashville. And then uh, our friend AJ said, we at least retained our guy could be like the Flames. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh. Good point, AJ. Good point. It does make you feel good when things work out that way. How, Appreciate how the comments. Whenever uh, you found out how the McDonough trade came through. I, I was a little um, – it, it felt a little strange. Um, obviously, I had somebody put a tweet in our chat at some point that it came down between Columbus and Nashville. Um, and he chose Nashville, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, obviously, not what he wanted. Uh, I'm sure he wanted to stay with Tampa Bay. Um, it, it did feel a little weird, but he seems like he's all on board. So, I don't Are know. You- uh, Kyle, are you framing the question in terms of how did it impact how I felt about Forsberg negotiations? No, just uh, we were talking about retaining our guy. Like he wanted to stay with this team and everything else. And then it yeah. comes out that uh, McDonough's agent actually called Paul and not the other way around. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because they said it hit them out of left field that – they were even calling like they hadn't even yeah. thought about looking at him until they called them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like yeah. we were kind of, we were kind of touching on that about how it was kind of a bad look on the Preds organization for future players who might come and play here. If they do end up losing Forsberg, because mm-hmm. when that, when that first report came out 
about how it looked like the Preds were lowballing Forsberg, possibly. Yeah. Um, when we first saw that, we were speculating, like, this is a really bad look for the front office, but it actually comes full circle now. And when all the smoke settle, has settled and it and the deal gets done, it, it actually looks like both sides were fully engaged throughout it. And it just goes to show you that we're not behind the scenes and, and we don't always know what's going on, obviously. Yep. And so um, it all comes out with a happy ending, which is all we really care about, you know? Yep. Absolutely. But um, good stuff there. So Forsberg, let's keep that Forsberg, Grandland, Duchesne line intact, fully engaged. That, that's the best part about it. Love it. Because I was totally worried about what was going to happen with Matt Duchesne if Forsberg was no longer on this team. So I feel good about that now. Yep. Good. All right, guys. It's, it's time for the fun part of the episode. We're going to close out episode 130. It's all been fun here tonight, but now oh, yeah. it really gets oh, fun yeah. because we get to compare <clears throat> press players to our favorite superheroes. I know there's comic book fans out there. I know that they're superhero fans. They watch all the um, superhero movies and all that good stuff. So now we're going to compare current Preds players to their superhero equivalent. Kyle Perkins, get us started. I know you already we we already brainstormed this topic and Kyle has a lot of good ones. He um, does. Get us get us rolling, man. All right. So my first one and uh I think this is one of the more apt fits on the whole team. <laughs> that would be uh Ryan Johansson and Deadpool. <laughs> that's because a good nice. he is a reverent funny at times he probably shouldn't be and likes to practical joke people uh and he's the comic relief generally he's kicking exercise balls at people during their interviews just random stuff like that yep. and i think he's kind of like deadpool that's a good one so, i like rich it. what do you think no, that's a good one. That's great. Um, I came up with a good one um, for Mark Borowiecki. You know, you see this dude. He's kind of unassuming looking fella. I think he is like the Wolverine for sure. Um, he's unassuming until you cross paths with him and tick him off. And then he's just going to go uh, go nuts on you, man. He's a he's a crazy person. Don't want to when he's when he's fighting. We've seen him out there throwing the lefts and rights at the same time on skates, which that's, I'm sure, very hard to do. So he just goes into a frenzy and doesn't win them all, but puts up a good I fight. I like it. Yep. All right. I've got two really easy ones here. <clears throat> I've got Forsberg as Batman because <laughs> he does a little bit of everything, just like Batman has the utility belt. He can mm-hmm. do a little bit of everything. I think people forget sometimes that Philip Forsberg plays a physical game. He is very much yeah. a power forward. He is not just a scorer. For so sure. I got to go ahead and throw Forsberg out there as my Batman. And then his Robin has to be, has to be Matthew Shane. Oh, there you go. They, I mean, they're, they're sidekicks. I mean, they're, they're yeah. totally sidekicks there. And, I, I just feel like one cannot properly fight crime without the other. So you got to have them That's together. It. No slighted 
and Matthew Shane for making him Robin and making Forsberg Batman, but that's just how I'm rolling with it. Forsberg is Batman, and Duchesne is Robin. That's what I'm rolling with there. That's good. That's a good one. What else? Okay. So I, I just had one hit me, and uh, <laughs> I, I would have to no. go with. You had a good one. You better not leave. If you don't, if you don't mention the one you brought up the other day, then I'm going to mention it for you. But go ahead, okay. and then I'll see if you say it. Um, no, this one I just thought of just now. Um, and our fantasy league chat will enjoy this because of our conversations about this player. Uh, Matthias Eckholm is Thor. Oh, that yeah. is Ooh. Because yeah, that is if good. you look, because Perfect. for one thing, Matthias is Swedish. So it works. Um, another one. thing, we're always talking about Matthias yeeting things. If you've ever watched the Thor movie, he is always throwing his hammer, whatever. So he's That's the king right. of Yeetenheim. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. So. Go ahead, Chad. Steal whichever one you want to. I'm not stealing it from you. I'm going to give you credit. Uh, my favorite one, and it's probably because it's one of my favorite superheroes slash, you know, in that genre, it's got to be Tanner Genoa as the Punisher. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I know the sure. Punisher's, I mean, I guess he's not the prototypical mm. superhero because he does kind of do some bad stuff. But um, Anti-hero. He does still... He does fight crime, though. He does take out yeah. the bad guys. He and doesn't just fight Tanner crime. Genoa does that. He kills and, crime. And Tanner Janot is, I mean, if you're going to give him a nickname for a superhero, it has to be the Punisher because that's literally he was the opposing team. So that was actually my favorite one that we came up with. And Kyle gets full credit for that one because he was the one who came up with it. So Tanner Janot. As the Punisher, and also I'm still very upset that they canceled that series. Oh, it only went two. They, it went so, two so seasons, good. and it had yeah. no closure. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, if you watch the end, the last season of Daredevil, there's a lot of Punisher in in Daredevil, and then when he got his. He got his uh, show. Yeah, it only went to two seasons, but those two seasons were so good. I mean, they were just yeah. You know, John Berthal not... is like one of my favorite. John Berthal yeah. is one of my favorite actors. He was in uh, The Walking Dead in the early seasons of Walking Dead when it was actually a really good show, and yeah. uh, he's been in some other stuff. But he was awesome in The Punisher, and and it's just like I, I'm mm-hmm. so mad that they canceled that. Show. That was a but, yeah. Um, so yeah. I think I think what happened, you know, when they moved when Disney bought Marvel or whatever. All those shows were Netflix shows. And then um, I don't, I know there's a lot, there's some rough, not, not real bad shows on, on the Disney plus channel, but I just don't think you can put the Punisher on on the Disney channel. Yeah, It was a pretty violent show. It was a pretty violent show. He's not Disney. It's not something. He's not. No, it's not something. Yeah. It's not something watching for sure. Yeah. All right. What right. about um, we got we got to do Philip Tomasino. We got to find an equivalent for Spider Man. Can't leave. Oh, it. We can't a do a superhero one. topic and not bring up Spider Man. And I think uh, Kyle also came up with this one too. So, uh, yeah. and I think our argument behind this one was, well, Tomasino is fast. He's mm-hmm. got speed. He he moves all Young, over the ice. Clean and cut. He's not. Yeah. 
not a big dude. Just like Peter, just like Peter Parker. Just like Peter Parker. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so where does that? What about Roman Yossi? I think there's only one. For Is there only one for okay, him? Okay, so I, I said Captain America, but then. Uh, Kyle Perkins gave me crap about it because he's not American. And I'm like, but he's still the captain. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Roman Yossi is Superman. He has definitely got to be yeah. Superman. Yeah, he's Superman. That's fair. For sure. Um, who else? Who are we leaving out? Um, so who's going to be Captain America? Do we have an American Ryan player? McDonough? Ryan, Ryan McDonough. McDonough is Captain America. There you go. Because he's the only American on the team now because Luke Cunning is gone. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, that's a good one, though. That, I can roll with that. Captain America, Ryan McDonough, yeah, he's sure. a former captain. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Perfect. Who's the Green Very Lantern? Good. One of the most we unpopular talk superheroes about of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Mikhail <laughs> Grimland, because <laughs> nobody thinks yeah. about him. Oh, <laughs> oh. We're yeah. coming up with it on the fly here, everybody. We're coming up with yeah. it on the fly. What about – uh? Saros, who would he be? Um, uh, I mean, Professor Xavier. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Because you see, whenever he's in the crease, you don't see him like going everywhere. So, you know, Xavier's in the chair, but he can move all these things with his mind and everything. Using his mind. Yeah. Mind power. Mm. I've got one. one. This one, I'm kind of, I'm kind of reaching for this one, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it since we're just doing ones off the cuff here. How about Jeremy Lazan as Hulk? Because mm. the good. Hulk, the Hulk has these tempers, has a bad temper. He likes to really get mad and get angry. And Jeremy Lazan's gonna get hit in his fair share of brawls next season. So we're gonna go Jeremy oh, yeah, Lazan as the Hulk. There you go. <laughs> Mike right. Twitter asked who would Terry Crisp be? And our friend Alec, who who's on Twitter, said he's post in game Captain America. Oh, Captain absolutely! America there you go. Yeah, mm. that's a good, good one. stuff, Alec. Good stuff, yep. people. Awesome. Sure. Share the rest of your superhero uh, Preds yeah. players at Catfish Ice on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. We're all on there. We'll all right, guys. It's been it's been a really fun episode here, guys. I mean. Um, yeah. I'm going to try to make it safely into Tampa Bay. I'm definitely going to um, wear my Preds gear in to the Tampa Bay area and um, so make my cause presence trouble. known. Cause, cause trouble right from the get-go. There you go. All right. I wasn't Hello. wasn't a, I wasn't able to get a Ryan McDonough Preds jersey to really troll them when I walked yeah. in like I wanted to. Yeah. But um, I, th- I feel Hello. like that would have been going a that would have been going a little too far. I don't know. Yeah, Chad's got on his Predators jersey. He's like, "Hello, new community. Welcome me with open arms." And they're like, "Get out of here! What's the matter with you?" You know what's funny about uh, people in that area? They really care about the Preds. Like they're kind of irrelevant. Yeah. At least the last time yeah. I was down there, and I was I was wearing yeah. Preds gear. Last time I was down there, and yeah. I didn't get any like no one was really talking crap to me. No one really cared. They, just, they don't really see the because I mean it's a Western <laughs> Conference team, so they really don't. It's not like it's a rivalry or anything. But, yeah, nor yeah. and they're not a threat. So, unfortunately, but we're coming. We're coming for you. Yes. 
All right, real quick before we let you go, we're also going to go to Max Greenberg. I have a pre-recorded segment with Max Greenberg, who writes for Predlines. He joined me. We're going to throw that at the end of the episode, and we got into um, a lot of this free agency talk. He had a lot of really good takes on what cool. happened today, so you want to hear about that. He covers the Preds for Predlines. He also writes for Titan Size, covering the Tennessee Titans. So you want to do that? All right, going to go to Kyle and Rich real quick before we get out of here. Both of you, right now, tell me right now, quickly, do the Preds make another move before in free agency? And if so, who do they get? Give me one player. Wow. First. Mm, trade either Patrick Lane or Jonathan Marshall show. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, like, I love rapid fire. Best response. I don't know if I can come up with a player that they'll, they will get, but I think they'll get somebody, but it won't be a huge name and everybody's going to get mad about it. I'm sure. So. But I you can always just predict that you can always predict that they don't do anything, which is also possible. Yeah, that's true. They could, but it I um, mean it wouldn't it wouldn't be completely shocking to me if they just stand pat with what they've done and they're totally pleased with the, what they've done. We'll see. I mean, because there, yeah. there's no guarantees you could pull off a trade. I mean, there's a lot of moving factors and moving parts to pull off a trade. So just because yeah. they want to do it, it's gonna happen. But yep. we'll have to keep we'll have to keep an eye on it. We definitely think the Preds could have another move up their sleeve. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. This has been episode one thirty seven NHL free agency. Matt, Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins presented by DraftKings. Stay tuned for our interview with Max Greenberg to close out this episode. Hit us up on Twitter and YouTube, Instagram, Facebook at Catfish Ice. Everyone have a great night. We'll see you next week. See you here. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Free Agency Madness episode of Catfish on Ice. This is episode 137. This We are reacting on the day of free agency. Um, Everything that's happened or everything that hasn't happened, might I say... (laughs) Um, right. I'm, be, I'm being joined by, by by the friend of the show, a really good friend of mine. Yeah, and he writes for Predlines. He writes for Titan Size. If you want some good Tennessee Titans coverage, well, you need to be following my buddy and friend of the show, Max Greenberg. Uh, Max, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm certainly anxious to see what's happening in the rest of free agency because there's a lot still that hasn't been done, including with the Preds. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, so that that's kind of what I was alluding to. So we were all just expecting like kind of one of the craziest free agent days that the Predators have had in a while. Like normally they're not big partakers on free agency day. Like they aren't. They're just not that type of team normally. Poyle, for whatever reason, normally doesn't dip his toes too deep in the free agency pool. But for some reason, I was sold a false bill of goods this year, and I thought that maybe he was going to um, jump into the deep end a little bit. And I would have been okay with it. It could still happen. I mean, it's not like other signings can't happen later on. But as of now, sitting at before 8 o'clock Eastern time on free agency day, the Preds still have not done much. What? What do you make so far, Max, of what the Preds have done today or haven't done today? 
You know, I think my, my stance is certainly complicated. You know, I'm certainly, I certainly want something to happen because we went, we saw oil go out there. You know, he's been saying since May, we, we want to spend to the cap. And he particularly talked about the second line and how that needs to get better. But in terms of the deals that have been signed, I, I can't say there's a lot that's been signed. I really, that I really think that we really missed out on. I, I, I personally was not a huge fan of Andrew Kopp. The, the, and because mm. I don't really think he's enough of an offensive driver. I, I didn't want anything to do with that. I know you were saying that you were thinking about Vincent Trocek, but for the term he got, I, I was, well, let either. me, well, I was at first I was, but then cooler has prevailed. And I realized, do the Preds really need a top six center right now? Right. Yeah. Where would you put him? So I kind of backed off that ledge. That yeah. was kind of early going when I was first looking at the free agent market. And then I kind of had a change of heart. And real, I do like Vincent Trocek. As the yeah. player, if there was a need for him on the Preds, I would love him. I love Vincent Trocek. Really solid player. But really? um, as far not as uh, not, not really just not the right fit for the Predators and the puzzle pieces they're trying to fit. And you bring up Andrew Kopp. Uh, that's another example. He's another center that, um, right. again, I mean, seemingly speaking, the Preds have their top two centers. I know we're not totally sold on Ryan Johansson, and but he still has value as a top six center. He does. So, so I mean, he, what, what would you do at that point if you added a Vincent Trocheck to the top six? It, that would just create like a it log jam. Yeah, so I was you know, I was all a guy that much money to play on the third line. You're just not. Yeah, so I was all in on getting getting a winger. Get and there were so many out there, and I was all in on getting a young player for a very modest, cheap deal. And I saw plenty of those out there. I know they're not all super popular, and that's why they're cheap. I mean, you can't have it both ways. You can't go out and get a cheap, modest player that also is just perfect and does everything the way you want it to do. So I was willing to take a chance on a Max Domi or a Kubalik from the uh, Blackhawks or one of these types of players. I was all in on uh, Barakovsky. From now that's the, one uh, I really am. I'm really if there's one I wish we didn't miss out on this. And he he's it was under six million a year that he signed yeah, for like I mean, five years, five some million a year. Yeah, I would have he was that in out of all those players. So I I don't know if you checked out my article, Max, on Pred Lines again. Max Greenberg joined me. Yes, Max Reamer is joining me. He writes with Predline on Predlines from with me. Me and him are the one two solo act two two solo yeah. acts right now on the team on the Predlines team. But uh, we've been pumping out articles, and Max is awesome. But yeah, so I put out a Predlines article basically with my short list of five guys, and I didn't list one center on my top five, and that was for a reason because yeah, that's just not a fit. But Barkovsky was a big one for me. I had Max Domi on there. I know Max Domi has had a couple of really bad years, but right. I would have been for what he was signed for one year for three million. Come on now, that's like chump change. Right. Like they could have and, pulled that off, and who knows? Maybe he maybe he shows up next year and scores twenty to twenty five goals. He's capable of doing that. So I just thought there was bargain deals out there they could have made that I'm just, I'm a little upset just, they didn't do. It's just weird that we missed out on a guy like Domi when it seems like the Blackhawks signed him with intentions to trade him at the deadline because they're not looking. I mean, we saw what they did trading to Brinkett, and they've had a season where an offseason where it's like everything must go. And bringing in a guy like Domi does not really make, make much sense for them. Like, why, why do they bring him in unless they're going to try and trade him at the deadline? 
Yeah, because they're totally in rebuild mode right now. Yeah, yeah. so um, a little bit of an odd um, combination there, Domi to the Blackhawks. Didn't necessarily see that coming, but, yeah. um, um, you know, it's one of those things where I just feel like, I feel like the Predators have a gift card that expires at midnight tonight, right. and they're you can't roll that money over, and they're just letting money you know expire on a on a card. Right. That's that's kind of the analogy I'm thinking of right now. And I know they, they can make signings. Even... I I know they can make signings the next day, and today's not the only day. But that shelf is getting very very empty right, right now. I mean, as far as adding a top six quality player. It's it, it's pretty slim at this point, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. And the analogy you're talking about, like with the gift card that expires, we were playing with fire the whole time with Philip Forsberg. Luckily, he got re-signed, but he almost hit free agency. We let that drag out for way too long. That's another example. Poyle just waiting to the last minute to get. At these least they got done. it I done, though. Say, I, I I'll still take it. Right. I will say, like, I will I will say though, um. Johnny Goudreau just signed with Columbus. And the reason I bring that up is because they effectively just got Patrick Lyonet out of Columbus now. And he's someone, could we make a play to trade for Patrick Lyonet? And That's you never cool. know. What, what if we, and we could, the trade market's always an option. You never know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I just can't sit here and believe personally <laughs> that Poyle is not going to make a move of some sort. Cause you still have got guys like Dylan Schrom is out there. You know, mm-hmm. Niederreiter's out there. Phil Kessel's out there. There are options out there. So you bring up Phil Kessel, Phil the Thrill. For for personal reasons, I want to add him just because I like him and I think he would um, he would add some energy to the locker room. He would add some interest to the team, but he's not going to be a big mover of the needle as far as the team. You know, really getting right, that much right. better. I do think he could he could give you a lot of value in the playoffs if they make the playoffs again next year, which we should expect them to do possibly. But um, he he's not the big needle mover that some of these other players I thought could have been. And right. he's an aging player, and that goes completely against what I just said, which is I would actually like to, them to keep pursuing that younger model of players. That's why I really liked Cuba League. That's why I like Burakovsky. Right. Those players that are in that age range of 25 to 27 is kind of where I was at. I guess I could have specified with that. I would not just want a Phil Kessel and that's it. I very much love, I mean, and I don't, and the Preds probably cannot afford it. I would very much love, like, if you went out and maybe got another player and Kessel, I think that'd be great. They still have the money to do that, and they could do that and still, possibly. The we make. And we definitely don't think, as we're recording this right now, you're if you're listening the following day, then it's quite possible that a move's already happened since then. But as we're sitting here right now on free day one free agency night, um, there there are Phil Kessel still out there. There uh, there's some, and guess who else is still out there? The big headliner is still out there, and that's Andre Palat. Right. And another uh, point I made up, I made earlier, and I sent it to our like private groups. I don't know if you saw it, but at the time. I sent the message. Goudreau was out there. Pallad is still out there. John Klingberg's still out there. And who else? There was one. Who, is there? Who was? What is there? Another big name? I thought there was another big name. Is Kadri still out there? Like, yeah, all right. So, hey, hold yeah, on, hold on. Time out. Time out. Let me give a full disclosure to everybody because it really seems like I haven't done my homework today. I am in the process of moving to Florida. It's been very yes. well illustrated on the podcast all summer. 
that I am moving to the Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg area. I'm literally in a hotel room tonight in, um, I don't even know what town I'm in. I'm still in Georgia. Where am I at? Let me look it up. Valdosta, Georgia Valdosta. is where I'm at right so now. So you're by, you're by Valdosta. the Florida border almost. Okay, yes. I knew I was near the Florida border. I really did not know what town yeah. I was in. But um, yeah. I will say that I was very much in the dark on the road, uh, not knowing exactly up to the minute what deals were happening. So there were there were moments on my drive today where I was thinking, have the Predators done something big and I'm the only person on this earth that doesn't know about it right now? I felt that way. No, but, let, me, let me tell you, I was at work today and at work I had – a bunch of so I'm and where I'm at work right now. I'm currently training for my role, and I had classes like all throughout the day. And I free agency. I want to be on my phone and like check Twitter constantly, but I couldn't yeah. do that. So anytime I get the opportunity and I would look on my phone, I'd be thinking, "Oh, did we do something? Do we do something?" Yeah, and nothing ever happened. But yeah, I mm-hmm. was there was a while. I was I was in the dark as well, and I was, I, of course, I wanted to just look at my phone, but I guess it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I mean, all they really did today was make some uh, AHL moves. They made plenty of AHL moves, which, hey, those have their importance too. Yes. I'm not trying to make light of it. Not trying to make light of it at all. They got Devin Cooley, who is widely regarded as their AHL goalie. Um, he will be with Iroslav Askarov next year in Milwaukee. And Cooley does have – I mean, I don't know if Cooley's ever going to be an NHL-caliber goaltender, but he certainly has a lot of value on the AHL level. So that's cool to see uh, Cooley sign. Um And then they got a defenseman that does kind of give me a little bit of interest. I got to do more research on him because I honestly don't know a ton about him. But Kevin uh, Gravel, who is um, really toted as a raw, gritty, penalty-killing type of defenseman that might be a a rotational player in this defensive core, which is really what the Predators have kind of uh, focused on more than anything this offseason, which we didn't – totally expect they've already gotten ryan mcdonough into the mix and and then so um yeah they get this uh so they get uh kevin gravel who played in the calgary flames farm system but he's also played plenty he's played 109 nhl games and his big big thing about him is he's a very very good penalty killer apparently so i'm not totally against that i mean i know it's a very modest move but hey i'm cool with it and I'll be honest. I never heard of these guys, but I mean, they, these they, these guys serve their importance because because uh, if when injuries happen, you need depth and guys that can step up on, on the third pair when they need they need to. Which is why, and we were discussing the other night. I still believe there's a chance that the Preds could trade Dante Fabro because if we're looking to create some cap here, and and we have guys that, like we have Borvietsky who at best right now with the way the roster is constructed, he doesn't have an opening spot, so he could get in there. And then the guys we signed today could rotate every once in a while if poor Vietzi gets injured. I mean, that, if you want to clear some cap and bring in a guy like Lion A and be able to, if that's the way you can afford him, then maybe that's how you take a shot. I, like, I really like that you brought up uh, Lion A, uh, Max, because I don't, I don't see his name circulating in Pred circles really that much. So the fact that you brought that up is pretty interesting and it's, it's definitely a possibility You've got to think that no Poyle, way the Jackets will be able to keep him. They're just not. You've got to you've got to think that David Poyle has something up his sleeve still. He can't you be done to. yet, and it might be on the trade market route. Um, I got to throw some love to another good friend of the show, uh, Matt Hardesty, who also does some stuff with Renegades of Puck as well. Um, really good friend of the show as well. Yeah. He brought up some good points. Like, look, like I'm tired of the Preds 
yeah. doing just enough to maybe win a first round. That's I not what I care about. Between you guys. Yeah, he wants he wants to um he either wants to be a true legit cup contender or he wants to more focus on the youth and 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 building the team up from the ground up. And I totally respect that yeah. um strategy. Uh it feels like David Poyle is on the fence and doesn't know which way he wants to go. So yeah. that's kind of what makes it hard. You know, devil's advocate speaking, that goes completely against signing a Ryan McDonough. As great as Ryan McDonough might be for the short term, he is an aging player. So that goes against that strategy. So it's really hard to figure out what David Poyle wants and what he's trying to accomplish. And I've been saying, if you follow me on Twitter, I've been saying all summer, a trade makes more sense than free agency because you can get more guys that that fit what the Predators need right now, more younger guys who can steer us in the direction of guys for the present and future. You did say that. You wrote a really good article. I want to say that was like, what, a few weeks ago you wrote that? Yeah. It was a really good not one. Not I've been tweeting constantly trade over yeah. free agency. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens, but I definitely think yeah. there's a good chance. Um, okay. So let me ask you this then. Do you think, with everything that's happened so far this offseason from the Predators, do you think they've gotten better? Do you still, still think, honestly, they just shuffled the deck a little bit, but they're still for, probably not a uh, – more than maybe at the very best, they might be a second round team, but that would be the very top of the mountain for them. Or yes. do you think that they've actually gotten? Do you think they've actually gotten better and they've got a good chance to maybe be a second place team in the Central next year? I think the second thing you said to where we could be a second round team, right? With the way the team is currently constructed, and that's the absolute that's ceiling. Not, I think that's the absolute ceiling right now because uh, you see that's not good enough. Yeah, it's not good enough because you. You look at the, the way the, the defense is, and we talked about the other night, they have a good defense right now. You got Yossi and I, I'm going to guess Eklund on the first pair, McDonough Carey on the second pair, and Fabro Lozon. I don't know about pair. that. I got to break away from you there. I'm not breaking up Yossi and Carrier. I'm sorry. They played so well together. Fair. Fair and I don't think it's I don't think it's right to demote Carrier when he didn't wasn't, know. Wasn't didn't, Yossi playing with Fabro most of the year? Carrier played with Yossi too. Okay. We'll but have to wait way, and see. We, but we know they the shuffled top, them around a little bit. But we know what the we. I think we can agree the top four is going to be a combination of Yossi, McDonough, Eckholm, and Carrier. Oh, for and sure, bottom, yeah, yeah. And then the bottom is McDonough. Excuse me, Fabro and Lozon. They got Saros and that. You're not going to be giving up a lot of goals at all. And Fabro, if Fabro sticks around, it's Fabro Lazan. You're rotating a combination of Borovietsky right. and maybe this new guy they just signed. Um, uh, on today, actually, the AHL guy, he could be a rotational guy as well. I don't think you ought to make that move today if you don't have aspirations to also fit him in because you got to think about it. It's a low-key move, but Jeremy Davies is gone. David yeah. Ference is not working out very well right now. Uh, so suddenly their um, AHL depth really took a hit. So they took care of that today by adding some AHL quality players to fill in that hole that with Jeremy Davies being gone now. So um, they did have some, they did do some productive things today. That was just on a very, very low scale. But you got, you, I think if we really want to, if we really want to say that this team could actually go far in the playoffs, you got to make a move for another forward. You really got to, that, that second, you have to do something for the second line kids. If you really think about it, the second line last year with Joe Hansen, he had nobody around him. So the second line last year basically, didn't exist hardly. Oh, they're, they're 
like you just said, with the combination of Soros and this defensive core and net after or on the team after adding um, Ryan McDonough, there's no reason why this team can't be a top ten defensive team in the league as far as giving up goals. Like they 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 should be they should be a very difficult team to score against next year Absolutely. if everything goes properly. Now, obviously, what hinges on that is drastically improving on their penalty box minutes. Yes. I mean. Because you can be a great defensive team all you want, but if you're constantly in the penalty box like they were last year, they yeah. led the league in penalty minutes by a long shot. Yeah, um, it wasn't close. And fighting majors. If they can correct that, which Luke Cunning's gone, he that was 99 penalty minutes right there. If I if the numbers correct in my head, so he's that, gone. I didn't actually know that much. Wow. It was 99. He was third on the team in penalty minutes. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's so, the, the scary part about that. It's not like he was even fighting a ton. Like Janot and Borbietti were the main fighters. They he were just, just sloppy penalties. They were just really bad. There's a there there there's a difference between taking penalties that are needed and penalties that are in the right moment, and just taking awful penalties that stop your momentum and bury you in a hole. And unfortunately, yeah. as much as I like the guy, Luke Cunning was just he was uh, just the worst part about that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's it's just what it is. What it is so he's gone now. So he's your he's one of your biggest. I think Tanner Janot, as he gets older and more mature, he's still always going to commit a lot of penalties because he plays that way. But I think right. he'll he'll curb it down. I think it's going to be a primary focus this offseason is hey, we cannot repeat that next this next season as far as going to the penalty box. Right. That's probably why they that's probably why they shopped Luke Cunningham in the first place was because of that. So right. I mean. I think they're going to be a very, very quality uh, defensive team. The problem is, will they be able to also be a good a, a team that can hang with the cream of the crop when it comes to put your Colorado Avalanches, your teams like that, and, and can they also score uh, three to four goals per game, closer to that four goals per game average? That's what I wanted to see them um, rectify in free agency is getting yeah, another player – and it's going to hinge on that because and to answer your question earlier, I think the Preds are a slightly, slightly better team because if you really think about it, you know, I'd rather have McDonough on the team than like Cunning and Cousins who are both gone. And that's essentially the big difference with the team right now. But it's still not good enough. And we, we need that punch in that top six to yeah. get over the hump. You, you know, ever since, you know, ever since they lost Craig Smith and I'll never get over this. Cause I, I mean, he was just one of my favorite players and they lost him. They could have totally afforded him and paid him what he was owed. And he, he still could have been very beneficial to them last season. If he was still on the team, um, they've, they've had a hard time replacing Craig Smith. That's the player I think about that. They still have not, ever figured out a way to replace because Craig Smith was that type. He was never going to going to be a 40 goal scorer necessarily, but that's okay. Craig Smith was the type of player who would score the clutch goals. He would be in the right moment at the right time. He would show up when you needed a big goal and he was a walking 20 to 25 goal scorer. Yeah. And for some reason, the press thought, thanks, but no thanks. You can go ahead and go somewhere else. And and I, I still have not forgiven the Predators front office for, for letting Craig Smith go like that. And I still think there's a chance we get, especially if we get Lion A, that's an, an upgrade over Craig Smith in terms of what well, he's yeah. going to do. Yeah, it, I like the lot. Hey, you've got me really, really intrigued by by bringing up uh, Patrick Lion. At Lyon the same a, so time, though, really... we're probably setting ourselves up for disappointment if we really think about it. Ah, uh, well, you know. 
Right. All right. <laughs> Real quick, we've been joined by Max Greenberg to round out episode 137, our NHL free agency madness episode on this July 13th, 2022. A lot of fun. We expected the press to do a little bit more today, but maybe they got more up their sleeve later on. We'll see. I really think Coyle does. I really do. But, Max, I want to ask you one question before it's over. First of all, I got to meet Max for the first time in person. We live in this world where everything's done digitally, you know, with Zoom and with everything. So, you know, you, you build these relationships with people and you become really good friends with people without even meeting them in person. That's kind of what I consider uh, Mac, what I consider you, Max, is a really good friend that I just had never gotten to meet in person. We got to meet the other night. It was my last night in Nashville before I made the move. And uh, it was awesome meeting you, man. We got to talk yep. some Preds in person. We got to have a couple drininks, and yep. it was a lot of fun, man. Oh, yeah. No, I was. I definitely knew I had to do something before you're heading out of town because you know I, I live here in Nashville now, so it was super easy to get it done. Well, you got to you got to hear my bullshit in person for a change. <laughs> yeah, like you've always you always get to hear it in podcast, but you actually got to see me in person spew the uh, the bullshit that I spew sometimes. But it was a lot of fun. I thought you were making sense in terms. At least your Preds takes made perfect sense. I thought. Except, All right, except, last I didn't question here. Take, but like you, but like that didn't happen. And you quickly went back on that. It felt like. Yeah, I, I just like the player. I think. I think I was kind yeah. of uh, misguided by the fact that I do really like Vincent Trocheck as the player. Yeah. All right, last question: Who is your biggest winner and your biggest loser today in NHL free agency, um, all around? Winner. I know I'm I gonna, threw a curveball at you there. You didn't see me coming. I'm, I'm going to say winner. I'm going to say the Ottawa Senators. They signed Claude Giroux to a three-year deal. And not yeah. just in free agency, but you look at the, what they've done this offseason, what they're building, and that top six in particular is stellar. Mm-hmm. They, you got Josh Norris, Tim Stutzla, Drake Batherson, Giroux, and there's two other players. I forgot who they were, but... They're going through the rebuild the right way. They are. Yeah, they like are. They're... they're um, I think it's not forgetting who else. Oh, the brink necess- they just traded. The brink they just traded for, of course. I can't believe I forgot that. It's not. It's not a team that they're going to necessarily make big waves next season. But they they clearly have a vision. I think they can surprise people. They might. They might make the playoffs. But but yeah, that's a good choice for your winner. Um, yeah. Who's your loser? Don't say the Predators. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. As they're sure not the that, losers. Honestly. Uh, well, honestly, probably Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah, that's a good one. I was because thinking that too. I, I mean, quite honestly, I didn't even think about it because I, I knew they probably couldn't do anything. But they're going out. They want to make a move for Goudreau, and they want to do all this stuff, and they end up with nothing. And we saw they were last year. That that team's going to be bad for a while with how their contracts are set up. Mm-hmm. I think. like they And they, they thought they were going to be able to do something for some reason. They just couldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Philly's a good choice for the losers. I would also throw the Chicago Blackhawks in there. I know that they're doing it on purpose because they're tearing everything down. But it's kind—I mean, I'm I'm happy to see it happen to the Blackhawks. But at the same time, it's kind of it's kind of pitiful because, I mean, two years ago they had a chance to make the playoffs, and then now all of a sudden they're just like a, a train wreck. Like, so I would call them a losers. And then unfortunately, I hate the exact opposite. I actually hate to see this team be a loser on free agency day. But it's been a rough 24 hours for the Calgary Flames. It really, really has. With Johnny Goudreau. It, 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 what really sucks is like last night, even we didn't, we knew it last night that he wasn't coming back. And, and yeah, they've that's... still got work to do too. They've still got to uh, 
some RFAs to take care of. So they they've had a they've yeah, had they're a in a spot over. right now where they could they could very easily decide. You know, we've got players whose contracts expire between now and the next two years, including Matt Kachuk being an RFA right now. And they could very well decide, you know, like, it's easy right now just to blow it up and rebuild and get assets. Was, that's actually what I was about to say. That they, might go from being, they, they might go from being a Stanley Cup contender to being a full rebuild team within one season, which is kind of crazy. I don't think they will, but it's very possible. Yeah. It, it, wouldn't, All right. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't not make sense. Max, it's been a lot of fun, man. You know, you're always welcome on the podcast. This is episode 137 of Catfish and Ice that you've been listening to with Chad Minton and Max Greenberg to round out episode 137. Thanks for listening, everybody. Tweet the show at Catfish Ice. The next time I see you great folks, I will be on the beach, probably sipping a margarita. Take care, everybody. Catfish and Ice, episode 137.